you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. And Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising now preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be Lord Jesus Christ. But scholars have learned about these magi, uh, pagans, all of them, good, solid pagans. Uh, they tended to be um, astrology, astrologers, which at that time truly was their astronomy. Um, Astrology, you know, is kind of about spiritual things, if you will. Astronomy is the science of mapping uh, the stars. And back then, of course, there was no distinction between science and religion. There was no distinction between anything and religion. Religion was everywhere and informed everywhere. It was just the way you thought and, and understood and saw things. And in their cosmology, in their understanding of, of the universe, as scientists, as they were uh, in astrology, 
they knew that anything that happened on earth happened also in the sky. And if something spectacular was happening in the sky, something spectacular was happening on earth. Now this star that they saw as it's rising, I, I guess legion are the theories as to what this might have been. Uh, I prefer the theory that I'll share with you tonight, uh, today. Um, apparently, about this time, 6 BC, um, there was a conjunction of some planets that hadn't come together uh, for probably about 3,000 years. And uh, these magi, these astrologers, would have known the movement of the stars and would have known that this event was happening. And what it was was the conjunction of the two planets, Jupiter and uh, Saturn. And of course, because the, the, the world and the sky and it's all in one piece uh, and, and is just filled with religious significance, these planets had their symbolism. Saturn had to do with deity, God. Interestingly, Jupiter had to do with the people of Israel. So they knew that this conjunction had to do about something, about God was up to something with his people of Israel. And because it was, if you will, a star, well, stars always harbingered the birth or the death of a famous men. I'm sure famous women too, but they didn't care about women back then, I'm afraid, sorry. But, but anyway, so, so the fact that it was a star and that it was about God and about Israel, uh, these well-read scientists knew from not only their literature, <coughs> Persian literature, but uh, literature in Latin and Greek, as well as, of course, the Hebrew Scriptures. There was this growing awareness that a golden age was on its way. It's interesting, um, we Christians have seen in a prophecy uh, out of the pagan Rome that looks to us like a prophecy of the coming of Jesus. It's, it's, it's great stuff. There, there seemed to be something in the air around this time uh, in all cultures. And uh, the major, seeing its sky, began to put two and two together. God's up to something in Israel, and it's going to be a king, a great ruler, sovereign. Maybe as that sovereign, that ruler, to bring that kingdom of peace and justice anticipated by most cultures. Maybe that's what this is about. Anyway, the conjecture among uh, scriptures scholars today is that this was their thinking, and that's what drew them. Please notice, <laughs> the star does not lead them to Jerusalem. They see the star that's rising, and then after they speak to King Herod, they will see it again. The scripture is very clear. And they will rejoice because they finally see it again. Apparently, astronomers will tell us who hold this theory, this, in fact, was what the star of Bethlehem was. At the conjunction of uh, Jupiter and Saturn coming together at a particular time, then they began to separate, and for several weeks, um, they separated. So the star, 
was no longer there. But several weeks later, they moved back together, you know, from our perspective here on Earth, and was joined by a third planet, the planet of Venus. You know, the morning star, Venus? You know how bright that is. Now in union with those two other planets, the conjecture of these scholars is that that's what they saw when they left Herod. This second conjunction, now over Bethlehem. Great stuff. But this is for us people. They left their land, everything they knew, simply on a hunch, if you will, or I would suggest, on a faith assumption that something is happening. The light is coming. The king is arriving. God is going to bring something awesome into the world. Maybe even himself. And the kingdom is coming. And we're going to leave everything we know. And by faith, just that suspicion, we're going to go to where those stars in conjunction have told us we should go. Israel, the land of Israel. They walked in the dark, people. Not by the light of the star. Though we will sing about that at Christmas. You know. But the story is that they were walking in the dark. The light was up there and they only saw it by faith. Trusting. After they speak to Herod, this journey in the dark. That, that's, that's the journey of faith, people. Before I talk about Herod, uh, last night I was with our confirmation candidates at their retreat, and we, of course we had this same reading. Um, and in talking about this walking through the dark, uh, by faith, I wanted to disabuse them of that attitude or that notion of God. That God is there to answer our prayers. And if he doesn't answer the prayer, he's either not listening or punishing me. God is up there to help get me through this world by changing the situation, getting that job, healing that disease, keeping that person from dying. And if that doesn't happen, then he's either doesn't care, powerless, or he doesn't exist. I mean, people leave the church for these reasons, people. Huge disappointment in God. But it's a disappointment in the God of their making, not the God of the major. They had no life. They had no direction except faith alone, drawing them to where that light had been indicated, where it might be, walking and knowing we, as we Christians know, that they aren't alone. But God isn't there making the way clear. God is there helping them walk in the dark. It's okay, of course, pray for a healing or a job, or, of course it is. And often, he will answer those prayers. But that's 
not what God is up to. God is up to is in here. As we go through that dark, we learn a trust beyond all evidence that we're not alone. And we're the, given the, the authority to live with love and faith and give mercy, seek reconciliation. Here they meet Herod, a very wicked man. He exploits them. He uses them. I tried to have my voice drip with sarcasm as he says, oh, no, you go ahead and let me know where he is so I can come and pay him homage. Well, we know what kind of homage that Herod paid Jesus. Kids, people will not understand us, abuse us, treat us badly. But that doesn't mean we aren't still on the journey of learning how to live and act and walk like God's daughter, God's son. Loving them anyway. Trusting God anyway. Growing more deeply dependent on his every provision and seeing somehow the blessing of the gift in the deprivation. This is hard work, people, walking like a Christian. Uh, he's not going to be making it easy. That's not his point. His point is to make us holy, holy, and thereby, I, I tell you, free, free of this need and that want. And, no, we learn how to live without that stuff. We learn to live with what's really important. My integrity as a child of heaven who can love with the graciousness of God, forgive with the mercy of the Savior, and encourage and help like the healing Jesus did in his walk to Calvary. after Herod. Yes, the star was there again. Now even brighter. Three planets giving the message of God bringing the kingship into Israel and it was going to be a kingdom of love. And they go and they find the house and they enter in and now they don't see the star. They see him, a baby. But they know who he is. And they fall down on their knees and worship him. Catholic, you are so blessed in your Christianity. As you come and see him, ah yes, just a piece of bread, just a insignificant child on the lap of his mother. Just a piece of bread. But you, he's here. And we fall to our knees. Let him help you through the dark. The light is there. We'll see it.